0: Welcome to On Texas Football, Saturday morning edition. Uh, as always, I try to bring a different viewpoint on Saturday mornings uh, from folks around the country. On three, managing football editor and basketball editor, Mike Huguenin, uh, joining me today from his home. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show, bud. Or welcome back. Thanks for having me on.
1: Always yeah, enjoy I'm it. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm glad you're here, man. Um, we always get a chance to talk a little broader version of college football and college sports in general when I, when I have you on. And I want to start with the topic du jour, which is the transfer portal. Um, right now, it is setting up to be winners and losers. And the teams that are the, the, FC, or the FBS teams that are the lower tier guys are just hemorrhaging players to teams that are in the upper echelon, uh, in the higher pecking order. What is your overall take on what's going on right now?
1: I think that's true to an extent. I also think, though, that there are a lot of power five players who aren't playing wherever they are, and they're dropping down to a group of five school. So yeah. the difference is the power five guy dropping down was more talented, considered more talented as a recruit, hasn't done anything. The guys at group of five level were underrated as recruits, have proven something, and now are moving on. I think, though, that a lot of that stuff does balance out. Um, off the off the we're talking about Kent State got ravaged, Western Michigan got ravaged. Uh and a bunch of schools in the Mac lost a lot of key players. But I think next year in the Mac you're going to see, oh look, that guy's having a great year. He's a transfer from Michigan State who never played. Oh he's a transfer from Illinois who never played. So I, I think it does even out to an extent. Um well, who are the some of the
0: I mean we we at on three we rank uh the uh, players in the portal Travis Hunter Uh, who was one of the top recruits a year ago that went to Jackson State, kind of put Deion Sanders and his program on the map to some degree uh, from a recruiting perspective. He's ranked number one overall in the portal. But really, who are some of the impact portal players
1: that you see that will make a difference next year? Well, I think Sam Hartman, Notre Dame, he's a clear and distinct upgrade on Drew Pine, um, who quarterback Notre Dame for most this season. Now the, the interesting thing about Hartman obviously that Wake Forest offense, that mesh point offense, nobody else runs it. Uh and Hartman was well suited for that offense. Um, he's going to have to adapt to a more conventional style and he's he's going to have a much better offensive line in front of him. But I think the receiving core he has to work with will not be as good at Notre Dame as it was at Wake, which is interesting in and of itself because you Notre Dame should have better receivers. But I think Hartman is going to make a gigantic impact. Uh, I think Florida State has done by far the best job in the portal. Uh, I think they got six guys who could come in and start um, two tight ends, including a kid named Kyle Morlock, a transfer from division two shorter, um, which is in a school of about a thousand in Rome, Georgia. They got Braden Fisk, a really good defensive tackle from Western Michigan. Um, They got Jeremiah Byers, an offensive tackle from UTEP, who I think will be the best offensive lineman on FSU's roster. And another team that did well with bringing in guys, Wisconsin. Um, Paul Christ is gone. Um, And I think if you're a Wisconsin fan, you're thinking, okay, his way of thinking wasn't necessarily the most modern way of thinking. He was not a big portal guy. And if you watch Wisconsin play offense, you're like, this is 1983 all over again. So uh, Luke Fickle has come in, brought in Phil Longo from North Carolina. They go out and get Tanner Mordecai from SMU. And, yeah, Mordecai throws a ton of picks, but he's also thrown 74 TD passes in the past two seasons. Wisconsin quarterbacks threw 73 in the last five. So (laughs) upgrade there. Upgraded their receiving core. Bryson Green, a kid from Oklahoma State who I think is going to be really good. He's a kid from Allen, Texas. I think he's going to be the number one receiver. Um, but in terms of other individuals, uh, I think Byers at FSU. I think I think Hunter at Colorado will make an impact. I think the difference for Colorado, they brought in a ton of guys from the poor. Um, they brought in a ton of guys from Jackson State. Um, let's just say that the SWAC ain't the Pac-12. Uh, and the SWAC is if it's not the weakest FCS league, it's the second weakest. So putting up big numbers in the SWAC is one thing. It's going to be a heck of a lot different. I think in the PAC 12, Shador Sanders, the quarterback who went with his dad, um, put up gigantic numbers at Jackson state, his surrounding talent though, was better than anybody else's. That will not be the case at Colorado. And I, I think if I'm, if I'm, uh, Dion, I'm playing Travis Hunter on defense. I think he could be one of the best corners in the in the Pac-12 right away. And my God, the Colorado pass defense was absolutely atrocious this past season.
0: There, there wasn't much of anything that wasn't atrocious at Colorado. Whatever. Well, that's true. Very true. I mean, um, uh, yeah. What you're saying is all of all of the the surrounding guys for Shadur Sanders are not going to be Louis. <laughs> no, yeah, no, and that, I mean it's.
1: And, and hey, I, no, t- I, got, t-
0: I got more questions for Brush. you, Mike. And what about Jay and what about Jalen Catalan there, Mike? It's time
1: for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at luckylandslots.com available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan no purchase necessary VGW group void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply he, he, he was really good in 2020 um 2020 and 2021 and 2022 um didn't play all that much injuries when he was healthy wasn't that good um he's got a lot more to prove i, I think holmes is is a better pickup catalan though again when he in 2020 he was a really good safety. I'm also a fan of Ryan Sanborn, who I think is a really good punter. Um, I, I think too often bringing in a specialist in the portal and no one really cares, but that, that's, that's a big deal. And Sanborn was a good punter in Stanford and he had, a, yeah, he had a lot of work Texas, in Stanford as well.
0: Yeah. Texas, Texas uh, used, I picked up a guy in the portal last year at punter and started uh, after the first game, he started every single one and had a, a positive impact on the season. Uh, one of the other questions I want to ask you and get to you is it, relates to college football and what we've seen over the last couple of months. Uh, This situation at Florida with the Gator Collective and uh, the quarterback uh, that uh, was promised allegedly $13 million, uh, but then gets to campus and the contract's not there and he asked for his release and now he's gotten his release. What is your take on that? I know you're a Florida grad, so I want to hear
1: your take on this situation. Oh, I think it's a gigantic black eye for Florida's recruiting. Um, you know, you have to be extremely naive not to think that NIL is being used extensively in recruiting. Um, and the third, I have to admit, the thirteen million dollar figure to me sounds ludicrous because I believe Bryce Young had that had two, those two big deals with Dr Pepper and with Nissan. They paid that made him four million. So a Heisman winner makes four million and an untested high school kid makes 13. And I'm not sure about that. But regardless, it's a black eye for Florida's recruiting. It's going to cause Napier and every single one of his staff members to have to answer questions on the recruiting trail for the next nine months about Florida's NIL program. Um, it's it's a bad, that? Coming off I mean, a bad season. Yeah. How do you overcome that if you're building a good that's that's a good question? Um they do have the commitment from Lagway for 2024. I uh, haven't heard anything from him. I haven't heard anything from any of the other recruits they signed in the 2023 class, which presumably means their NIL stuff is fine. Um, but still, it, it's you know, it, it's like you have you could have 99 good things, but that one bad thing is what everybody focuses on, and perception can become reality. And the perception is Florida screwed up this kid's recruitment. Uh, and I think, frankly, that's that's the reality. Florida screwed up this kid's recruitment um, with with a bad NIL deal or with a collective that wasn't able to follow through or whatever. So it's going to make Napier and his staff have to work a heck of a lot harder, uh, making kids interested and keeping them interested. Uh, the Big
0: 12, uh, Mike, in the portal, uh, any big winners or losers, in your
1: opinion, at this point? I think Oklahoma State lost a lot of good players I mentioned Bryson Green earlier Spencer Sanders you know he's a four-year starting quarterback um he wasn't a world beater but in 2021 the guy was really good uh and now he's gone at Ole Miss um they lost Trace Ford who when he's healthy is okay Thomas Harper kid um the Mason Cobb who's gone to USC and might <laughs> might be their best linebacker which I think you know Mason Cobb's a nice linebacker but the idea that he might be the best linebacker at USC is saying something about USC. But Oklahoma State, to me, clearly and distinctly a loser in the portal. Um, I think Cincinnati under Scott Satterfield dipped extremely heavily into the portal, um, needed to. Um, they lost their top two receivers. They brought in four receivers, including Donovan Ollie uh, a kid who started for two years at Washington State. Um, Emory Jones is their quarterback from the portal. Not a huge fan of Emory Jones. Maybe that's my Florida alum part coming through. Um, <laughs> he was mediocre. He was mediocre at Florida and mediocre at at, at Arizona State. Um, but I, I think Saturday Sadi done a nice job. Uh, UCF brought in some a handful of key guys, but they lost a lot more um than they brought in. And Oklahoma was extremely busy in the portal. I mentioned Rondell. Bothroyd, before they brought in the McCullough kid from Indiana, who's a high level pass rusher. They're the ones that signed Trace Ford, Walter Rouse, the Stanford offensive tackle. So, um, the get idea Austin, that say, Vittable, they get
0: Austin, they get Austin Stogner back. Yeah. Uh, he'll start, he'll start for them immediately. They lose Braden Willis. Uh, they got Ray, Reggie Pearson, the
1: safety. Reggie Pearson, I was going to say, Reggie Pearson's yes. people forget he was, he was a really good player at Wisconsin. Uh, he,
0: when he first started his career, put, and
1: I'll, he's the one that put uh,
0: Dylan Gabriel out of the game.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> for, um, which for, is going to be interesting. But yeah. I think that um, yeah, I think Venables did a great job in the portal, and it, it's. But I think it's a little unsettling if you're an Oklahoma fan, the idea that two years ago we were supposedly in the national title hunt, and here we are two years later off a six and seven season, and we're dipping heavily, heavily into the portal. I think it's 14 guys because our depth and some starting spots are messed up. So um, I think Oklahoma, uh, when you look at how heavily they've gone into the portal, that was that was a mildly surprising.
0: Um, anything else you want to talk about from a college football perspective that, that you're kind of monitoring right now on the macro level?
1: No, I think the the whole NIL aspect. You know, you got the NCA once again saying we need congressional help um, to help us solve our NIL problem. And you know, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on, the idea that you need Congress to help you—that's that, 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 <laughs> that, not good. That's not good. Um, but you know, the, the 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 I think the portal. The window closed on Friday. I'm sorry, the window closed Wednesday. Everybody had to go in by Friday at midnight, and then the next window doesn't open until May 1st unless you're a grad student. But I think the adding the portal windows was a gigantic positive for coaches. And you and I talked about this off the air before. Will they change the early signing period and get rid of it? Will they move it back to August? Because where it is right now, um, it causes more problems, I think, for a coach than it's worth because your season just ended. You're preparing for a bowl game. You're preparing for the portal to open. You're recruiting your own players. You're recruiting players in the portal. You're also recruiting high school players. And oh yeah, I got to go to practice for two hours this afternoon. So um, coaches make a lot of money. I get that. But man, for those three weeks in December, um, that's, that's a brutal workload. Um, What do you make of TCU's run this
0: year? And I it's think it's fantastic. Move, it, well, the move of Garrett Riley though uh. on to Clemson, and the in, and the input of now Kendall Bryles, Um, you think TCU's here to stay? Do you think it was more of a maybe a they caught lightning in a bottle? What do you think of Kansas State's chances next year, and and really Texas and 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 uh, OU and and everybody else in the Big Twelve? What do you think of the Big Twelve next year?
1: Well, I think you have call it lightning in a bottle. Um, at the same time, um, this is a program that, you know, for 10 years was a, a really solid program, winning 9, 10 games, 10, 11 games every single season under Patterson. Patterson grew stale. I will say that I think Lincoln Riley leaving is a big deal because I think Lincoln Riley is a better offensive coordinator. I'm Lincoln Riley. Garrett Riley is a better offensive coordinator than, than Kendall Brawls. So I think they're going to miss him. I think that was also a fantastic decision by Dabo. You know, here's Dabo Sweeney, the, the most entrenched coach of all. Clemson culture, Clemson culture, promote from within, and finally he said, "Okay, enough of this. I'm bringing in some new blood. Let's see if we can help Cade Klubnik become the best quarterback he can be." Um, but I, you know, is TCU going to play for the national title again next year? No. Um, I think they'll be really good again. Um, Kansas State without Deuce Vaughn. I wonder how good they're going to be. He was such a vital component of that offense. I, I think both as an emotional and physical leader, Walker Howard's not bad though. Um, I know they're, they're high on Trayshawn Ward, but Trayshawn Ward ain't Deuce Vaughn. Um, defensively, I think they're always going to be okay. Um, Texas is as usual, one of the more intriguing offseason storylines because of the quarterback situation. Um, is it going to be Arch Manning? I Is it going to be Mr. Ewers again? Um, Who's the go-to receiver worthy? What's uh, Isaiah Nair going to be like? (coughs) Excuse me. And who's going to be the running back? So in Oklahoma, I'm a big Dylan Gabriel fan, but man, they were so brutally bad on defense this year. They got a ways to go. (coughs) Yep.
0: All right. You know, I think I look at it. I like the big 12 and, I felt like Texas Tech played well generally this year, most of the year, uh, Mike, and uh, other teams did as well. Baylor was a little bit of a disappointment. Iowa State was a disappointment. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. And West Virginia didn't make the move at, at head coach, <coughs> right? And so I feel like we, we've we gotten to a situation where, uh, you know, the, the Big 12 is kind of up for grabs at this point. All right, uh, Mike Huganin. thank you for joining us, bud, uh, of On 3. I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this episode of On Texas Football. Thanks. Thank Thank you, man.